My name is Dr. Asha Sefanit Wadasi. And like many people of African descent, I used to live in the UK, but I always had a dream which developed into a plan to move to an African country of my dreams. After traveling around several African countries on the African continent, I finally settled on Malawi, a small country the size of the UK, which is in the east side of the African continent. And I love it here. My podcast is about my life in Malawi, how I got here, how I'm managing to stay here, and some of the interesting things I get up to during my daily life. I also focus on helping you to break through with your own best life plans for living in your own hot country of your dreams or just having the life you want. I also look at your money freedoms, your job freedoms and many other things that can help you to get that best life. So stick with me as I take you through the living your best life in Africa experience. It's going to be a blast. Greetings everyone and welcome to episode 118. Well, things are hotting up here in Malawi and as we move into the warmer weather, which is typical of Malawi living, I'm going to talk about what I'm wearing. Remember, I come from one of the coldest western countries I have ever experienced, where to me it feels like we have 340 days of cold, wind, rain, sleet and snow every year and if we're lucky about 25 days of good sunshine a year. This sorry state of affairs for a sickle cell sufferer like me who suffers terribly with the cold, well this sorry state of affairs regularly did my head in as a child and made me tell myself that I was different. I was always a sun person and I didn't care who didn't agree. For me from a very young age I saw my future life in a hot African country where I wanted to reverse the impact of the British weather on my soul and instead have the sun beating down on my back every day of the year if this was possible. And now I live in Malawi, a country which gets about 275 days of hot, hot weather per year with the remaining days made up of hot weather and rain and about 30 days per year of UK weather. It's great! But what this also means is that my standard UK clothing is of no use to me here in Malawi. Remember, my wardrobe is a winter wardrobe at best, with a few summer clothes that I dug out of the attic in my UK house and put into my suitcase. But what is considered summer in the UK is like a spring day in Malawi and my clothes are completely unsuitable because much of what you buy in the UK today is synthetic with cotton anything coming up at premium prices. But wearing anything synthetic in Malawi is asking for trouble because synthetic anything means I'm wearing clothes that are not breathable, meaning that the heat gets trapped in the clothing meaning that I just feel really uncomfortable and hot. So you would think that I could shop for clothing in Malawi, but this is really funny and simply not as straightforward as you might think. Why? Because here there are three types of clothes you can buy, and all of them are just a little bit unsuitable for me. The first type of clothing 
is really about people making a lot of their own clothes. Malawi is a country where you can be walking down the pavement in town and in the village and on your left hand side you can buy tomatoes and on the right hand side you will see a man sewing a skirt, a pair of trousers or a suit. No pattern? Nah! He just uses a tape measure, measures your vitals, you show him the picture you want and off he goes, sewing away. With your finished garment ready by the time you've finished your vegetable shopping. Nothing fancy, just good quality sewing using the old Singer sewing machines which are operated by foot pedals. This is the main way people buy clothes and it's mainly older women and grandparents who use this service. Buying this type of clothing is not really for me because the clothing is usually made into western styles of dress with bits of African print material thrown in and is just not really my thing. If you know me, I have a distinct style of dress and what I see on the street corners is just not it. The second way to get clothes is to buy boutique clothing from the front street stores. Nothing wrong with the clothing. It's just that I don't want hot sweet babe on the front of a t-shirt or on the front of a skin tight dress. And I don't want tight skin skirts that show off everything I haven't got. Most of this clothing comes from South Asia and it's specifically targeted at a younger audience who want a Western feel to their wardrobe. Problem is that Malawi is a conservative Christian country and that also extends to the dress sense in the country. So the women who buy this type of wardrobe tend to be women who love to rave and in Malawi you can rave every day of the week. The clothing is also mostly made from a synthetic material which, like I said, does not breathe and is totally unsuitable for the Malawi climate. But like everything else, when young women dress in these clothes, it makes them happy because they feel more Western and distinct from what they feel are the old-fashioned styles of their mothers and grandmothers. That is, until they need more traditional accessorised clothing like a zitenji. And they need it to do a particular task. And then they run into the market to buy the sitenje to cover over their sweet hot babe dress so they can get on with their day. I'll say a little bit more about the sitenje as a piece of clothing later on in the podcast. Like I said, hot sweet babe clothing is not for me. It wouldn't suit me and it's just not my thing. The third type of clothing you can buy in Malawi is second-hand clothing that comes from the West. All that clothing that you take to charity shops and you think is then recycled and sold in the shops, well, sorry to disappoint you, but that clothing ends up in African countries, sold in huge clothing bales, which are then broken up and sold as separate items on the streets. I've seen this in all African countries that I've visited. Western countries make money out of your clothing donations and after you send your clothing to charity shops and after the shops have picked out the best stuff of what you send to buy and keep for themselves and after these shops have picked out the next best things to sell in the shops, the scraps of what are left are sold onto African countries like Malawi. And don't get me wrong, there are concerns about this type of dumping of clothing in Africa and the impact it has on suffocating the local clothing manufacturing industry. 
But that said, this clothing has become a lifeline to many people who would likely have no other means of affording clothing for themselves and their children. So I don't knock it. I don't agree with this, but I understand the purpose it serves to a part of the Malawi population. This type of clothing is just not for me. The styles, the length of the skirts, the t-shirts, they're all wrong and just not for me. If I need something a bit more special or something a bit more refined, there are bespoke tailors all over the country and they will sew up anything you want. And this is where and how I get my clothing. Again, if you have a picture or you bring an outfit to the tailor and ask for the exact copy of that outfit, the tailor can make the identical garment for you in your chosen material in a matter of days. I've recently just had another outfit made. I've been invited to a wedding shower, which is like a pre-wedding meetup for all the women in the wedding party, where we bring our wedding gifts for the bride to open. It's all very American and not really my thing, but I have to go because, well, they would be upset if I didn't go. So because we're all either friends or relatives of the bride, we all have the same traditional African cloth that we've been asked to wear to the bridal shower. I purchased six meters of the cloth and I had a local tailor turn my cloth into a two-piece short sleeve top and traditional wrapper skirt with a piece left over to stick in my head wrap. Look out for the pictures on my social media pages so you can see what the tailor did with my cloth. And the beauty of having your clothing made in Malawi or another African country is that you pay local prices for your really lovely garments. For my outfit, including the cost of material, I paid the equivalent of 15 pounds, 15 pounds or 20 US dollars. And the outfit is lovely. Like I said, look out for the picture of the outfit so you can see what the tailor did with my cloth. When it comes to everyday wear though, I'm drawn to the standard of dress in Malawi, which I love so much and which has become my everyday wear. Here, daily, all the women wear what is called a zitenje. And a zitenje is a two metre piece of African cloth which you wrap around a skirt or a pair of slacks that you are wearing. Or you can wear the zitenje alone as a skirt. The zitenje is made from African print material which comes from Tanzania, Nigeria or Ghana. And I buy it in a range of vibrant colours which I find really uplifting. During the winter, which is where we are now, I usually wear a skirt and then I wear a zitenje over my skirt. But as soon as the summer months come around, which is any time from the middle of August, it becomes too warm for this and I then switch to wearing a zitenje on its own as a skirt because the cotton material makes it a breathable garment. The zitenje is also such a fantastically versatile piece of cloth because it can double up into many, many things. Remember I told you that the young people in the sweet hot babe type of clothing are posing in the clothing until they need an accessorised piece of clothing and then they run to the markets and buy a zitenje. Well, women usually wear one zitenje as clothing and then they carry another zitenje around their waist as an extra zitenje, a bit like a spare 
And this is what the women run to the market to buy. They run to buy the spare. And they need the spare because they can use the sitenje as a bag to carry vegetables. Or young people also use their sitenje to carry school books. It's also used as a sling to carry a baby. It's rolled into a headstand, which is like a circular piece of cloth with a hole in the middle, which the women then use to balance water on their heads or to carry fruit and vegetables around the market as they are selling. And I've also used my spare sitenje as a floor covering when I want to sit down. Like I said, it's a wonderfully versatile piece of cloth and I love it. Because of the popularity of the sitenje, it has constantly been under threat in Malawi by Indian and Chinese imports. And what these imports focus on is producing the zitenje in a synthetic material and then selling the cloth at a cheaper price to undercut the African markets. At first, this worked because, well, you know, we Africans can be price conscious rather than loyalty conscious. But what women then found was that these cheaper synthetic cuts of material did not do the job that a traditional cloth can do because the cheaper synthetic material did not hold and slipped around all day. So you have to keep tying it and retying it or reshaping it. So thankfully, these types of cloth are being phased out because people see that they are a poor quality and at the same time, it's raising the consciousness of Malawians about buying goods made by other countries which are deliberately made as inferior products designed to flood the Malawi market and kill off competition. And for me, that's a good thing. Now, the average cost of a zitenje is about £1.50 which in Malawi kwacha is 1,500 kwacha. And that is a fantastic price for a piece of cloth that you're going to wear as everyday wear. If you want a more expensive cloth, then that will set you back about £3.50. And the difference between the two is in weight. Cotton has different thread weights. And so for basic thread, you'll pay about £1.50. And then for a heavier thread, you pay about £3.50. Both of them are equally good and I've bought both. When it comes to shopping for zitenges, you can buy them everywhere across the country. But it's well known that if you want the best zitenges, you have to go to the north of the country to a city called Mzuzu. M-Z-U-Z-U. Mzuzu. And Mzuzu has a Zitenje market, which is like nothing I've ever seen before. As far as the eye can see, you're going to see Zitenjes. And you'll also see African cloth in bales that you can buy. It's pre-cut for you and you can just buy two metres, four metres, six metres. And what I tend to do is start at one end and just take my time. It's best not to go with anyone who's grumpy because they get tired. They don't understand what women are looking for. I've got many, many brothers here who drive me to the market. And all I can hear is huffing at the back of me because 
to them, why don't you just buy the first one? That one looks okay. But they don't understand that for women or for me, it's in the eye. Sometimes you just look at a piece of cloth and you know it's not going to be right or that it's not going to suit you. But when you find that piece of cloth that just vibes with you, I'm telling you, if you're anything like me, you feel so happy and you just buy it. And I've done that many, many times. And others have seen that cloth and said, wow, you know, where did you get that cloth? And I said, bought it in the market. Oh, I never saw that. That's how it is. That's the beauty of shopping for Zitenges. And the best place to buy them is in the north of the country. So as the summer months come around, you'll see pictures of me wearing my Zitenges. So remember to keep in touch with me on my social media pages so you can follow what I'm doing. It's been really great sharing this episode with you. I would love it if you could spare five minutes to leave a review about the podcast on my iTunes page. And also, if you could like, share and subscribe to the podcast and pass the details on to your friends and other interested people. Just doing these few things would help me tremendously to get the word out about the podcast into the wider social media world, which would make the podcast more visible to many more people. All you need to do is move to the bottom of the show notes where you're listening to this podcast episode and you'll find all the links you need to connect with me and to connect with my social media pages. Thank you for that support. Remember, none but ourselves can free our minds. So let's start taking back our minds by taking back our future and planning for our best lives. You've been listening to the Living Your Best Life in Africa podcast. My name is Dr. Asha and for this week, I'm out.